1: Good evening. Good afternoon, everyone. I don't know why did I say good evening, but <laughs> welcome. Welcome to your, uh, welcome to Career Care Package, a daily LinkedIn live show, uh, where we inspire you to, uh, you know, to look after your job search, look after your career in an uncertain times. And today we are answering your questions to find a job in Australia. Uh, and to answer your question, we've got Caroline Brown and also to discuss, uh, a real life success story about finding a job we got archita here but before we bring archita to uh to answer the questions and you're more than welcome to also send questions for archita as well because she's here she can answer those questions uh, you know for you as well uh but before we start to talk to archita let's welcome caroline brown the co-host of the show
0: thanks nash have you worked out where you are it's afternoon it's melbourne it's three o'clock it's friday that explains it so yeah fantastic to be here and welcome Achita. and we're really excited to have a chat to you today about because you know you've got some exciting news in terms of finding mm-hmm. a graduate role in a difficult time and i'm sure people will have a lot of questions for you so if you're watching this please say hello to our alan already has said hello and somebody that's a linkedin user is probably on a phone or something i'm not sure who you are but um hello everyone no, his name
1: is Azam. Azhar. Oh, okay. Great to
0: see you. Yeah. Azar. And Balan's in. Hi, Balan. Good to see you as well. So, we've got Achita on the, um, under the spotlight today to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> under the, is it a, yeah, the harsh spotlight to um, talk about how you actually found a job. And, and big congratulations.
2: Thank you, Caroline. Um, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And it's good to be on the other side of the fence. You know, I was uh, watching your show. We- and I'm on the show so it's good to be here um, and yeah um, I would love to provide as much insight as I can to everyone fantastic
0: so tell us how it came about so you graduate accountant how long had you been looking for a job and what are some of the sort of the obstacles that you faced
2: right so um, I graduated in July uh, this year um, I started my job search um, I started my job search on, I believe, 9th of June because that's when my last assignment ended and uh, definitely a lot of hurdles because it was a difficult time. And whenever I was opening up my feed uh, on LinkedIn, I would hear about somebody being laid off. And these were the people who had tons and tons of experience, um, got a lot of rejections as well. But uh, there was good news as well. People were People were getting new opportunities after being laid off. And uh, there were tons and tons of opportunities. I mean, reasonable amount of opportunities available on LinkedIn jobs and websites like Seek. Um, so, and frankly, I had no option to focus on the negative. Uh, so I stuck to those reasonable amount of opportunities.
0: Actually, I might get you to speak a little bit closer to the screen if you can, just having a little bit of trouble um, hearing you, I think. Is that better? yeah that is better okay. yeah so you so you were looking on seek and linkedin did you say and there was a, a lot of competition um mm-hmm. at that time but people were still
2: advertising is that correct absolutely um so i'm just gonna say that uh i started noticing a pattern in what kind of industries were booming there were there are so many industries which are actually benefiting. Uh, from these circumstances, companies in IT, uh, pharmaceutical, health, healthcare, and sanitization. And if I specifically talk about my industry, which is accounting, then businesses really needed ad- advice on JobKeeper payments and you know mm-hmm. planning ahead after these circumstances get over. So naturally, public accounting was booming, and that's where I landed my job. Fantastic. And what do
0: you think um, made you stand out amongst other? other
2: graduates, what did
0: you really promote about yourself?
2: Um, I believe in larger scheme of things, everything that I did in my university, be it volunteering work, casual work, my internships, and even my work, a little bit of my work in India uh, helped me. Uh, being consistent and giving my best uh, throughout that helped me. But to be specific, I would say a good CV and a resume uh, because we really need to translate uh, the acquired skills uh, for Mm. the hiring manager and tell them how we best fit uh, the job description so that's one and number two and the most important i believe is talking to a lot of people Uh, i did not benefit from that immediately in terms of landing up a job through them uh, but i always picked up a little bit of you know those golden nuggets uh, which helped me maybe revamp my strategy or my cv or my cover letter trust me i revamped my cover letter and uh, re- resume tons and tons of time um mm. so, uh, yeah
0: these were the two so things you read, picking up knowledge from people and, and revamping it or rehighlighting different things on your your cv <laughs> to, yeah. yeah 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 and who did you seek out in as part of that kind of networking
2: mm. Um, so I mostly focused on finding people in my industry, but I was not limited to that. Uh, mm-hmm. I was also talking to people from other industries, maybe peripheral industries, uh, like cyber security, um, because, uh, I believe that everyone has certain kind of knowledge which, which could benefit you. Like I learned mm-hmm. a lot from a particular recruit, recruiter in cyber security on how to be more present on LinkedIn. Um, And uh, you know, uh, I also talked to a lot of my seniors uh, because they've gone through this process, and uh, they had you know some advice or the other. So I picked up which resonated the most with me and left out the noise. Yeah. Mm. That makes
1: sense. Excellent. So just wanted to welcome Alan, Balin, Ananya, Rahul, Imtiaz ranjita and punam and uh you know azar and bal Krishna. welcome welcome to the show please feel free to drop in your comments or questions for archita Archita a couple of questions around you know me and caroline you know always talk about the focus in the in the job search that means you've got to have you know pretty good clarity of where do you want to aim uh you know looking for work did you did you really kind of you know did some work on around You know what kind of role do you want to focus on and did you change that throughout this process or did you stick to your plan
2: right um so in in this process initially i felt lost in understanding what kind of jobs can i fulfill the best uh but as i started talking to more and more people uh i understood that graduate accountant role is what i fit the best um and by the end of it i was only focusing on graduate accountant So that's also my advice to a lot of freshers, a lot of graduates to focus on just one thing uh, and not, you know, as we say, jack of all all trades is master of none. Uh, So I just focused on that and that really helped me, yeah.
0: So did you have prior experience um, before coming to Australia as an international student that you integrated into your CV or is this sort of your first professional role?
2: Um, this is actually my first full time professional role before this, mm-hmm. uh, back in India, as I was doing my bachelor's, I started pursuing chartered accountancy and, uh, through that I just interned for a while under a chartered accountant, but that was
1: all yeah. Did you intern here? Did you do any, any work experience or volunteering, you know, in accounting here in Australia?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, I actually did two internships as I was approaching the end of my graduation. Uh, I did one during my summer vacation and then in my last semester as part of my placement. Um, so those were the two internships and that really actually helped me form the base uh, for me to find a full time opportunity. How did they help Achita? What did you, did they help
0: with what you put on your resume or did they help with um, references and things like that? How, if you maybe sort of drill down into that bit and tell people how the internships helped you.
2: Right, so um, these internships actually help you understand the kind of work you will eventually do. So uh, one internship was more into public accounting um, and that's what I'm gonna you know also progress further in. Uh, For example, uh, filing past returns, filing income tax returns for people, uh, giving business advices, setting up uh, cloud computing. And my second internship was more towards into management accounting. So helping various departments uh, inside an organization like account receivable, accounts payable. Um, So that was more into technical uh, aspect. But it also helps you understand the kind of culture you can expect in a full-time job role in Australia, and uh, that is really important. You know, you work on a lot of soft skills um, like communication. I believe if you if you uh, you have good communication skills, uh, it can truly help you in getting a job. Um, and that also came from a lot of casual work that I do, did in my uh, university um, and volunteering work. Uh, yeah yeah fantastic
1: so when did you really start to work on the on on your job search because you know you know i think july in 2020 is a very very bad uh, you know kind of you know uh, what to say year to worry the month to graduate i think hopefully july was good because you, you know it was just starting to at least in victoria just starting to open up and then it suddenly started to close down again Tell us, when did you actually start to work on on your jobs? Was it six months back that you started to really put some scaffolding in place, or did you just start, you know, at, you know after you graduated?
2: Right. Uh, at the back of my head, um, I'd say it was, you know, uh, it was always in my head that I wanted a full time job, and I should start laying foundation right from the start. So all the casual work and all the internships that I did was sort of the small, uh, you know, uh, pieces of work towards that. Uh, But if I say seriously, just focusing on finding a professional job was only after uh, I finished my last assignment. Uh, So that's when I got into that zone um, and I fully focused on that and I did not care about finding another casual job. Uh, because I knew that if, if I was going to start working uh, into a casual role, I wouldn't be able to focus uh, on this one. And a lot of my seniors advised me that, uh, you know, uh, you should at least give it four to six months of undi- undivided attention. Um, so that's what I did. And uh, I would also add that it also depends on individuals' um, circumstances. I was very fortunate enough that my parents could you know support me financially um so that's uh, that really helped me to just give all give uh, my all, all to uh, just finding a professional work and what kind of routine i feel like
0: we're like dissecting everything that you did but I, i'm hoping that that will be really useful to people but so in terms of uh, a routine? Did you have a routine around looking for a job like there were certain things that you do at certain times? Or were you kind of a bit random? How did how did that
2: work for you? Um, I did have a rough structure, I wouldn't really plan on to do, you know, plan on to divide my work on an hourly basis. But I would definitely sit from uh, maybe nine to five, uh, roughly, um, and do what I feel like in those hours. But just to contribute towards my either applying for jobs or maybe uh, making myself more industry relevant so i would mm. read up a lot of things i would listen to a lot of podcasts and i applied to jobs when i wanted to i wouldn't i didn't really apply to a thousand of applications because mm. that didn't resonate with me and it was too exhausting uh mm. equally important to uh, you know take care of our mental health and mm. physical health. So at five, I would just shut down my laptop and probably go for a walk um, mm. or something. Yeah, so that's that yeah. was my... And did
0: favorite. you ever have a period where you thought it wasn't gonna happen for you and needed to pick yourself up?
2: So many. <laughs> probably every day. <laughs> yeah. And there were, there were times, um, there was actually one specific incident where I was so hopeful that I'll get it. I was really, really close uh, to getting that job Uh, And I got rejected at, I believe, second last stage. I called up my parents and my brother and I cried in front of them. And you know, I was like, I'm done with this, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, But at that time, my parents really helped me um, bring back that hope. So I started working on it again. And actually the next morning, I got a call from, I got a call for the interview at this place where I got the Mm -hmm. job. Uh, And within weeks, things changed.
0: Yeah, it's funny how things can just turn really quickly so um, yeah. you, know, you can go from the deepest mountain to mm. the highest, deepest mountain. What am I saying? It's Friday. Deepest valley <laughs> to the highest mountain. I've got the Naysha disease today. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh God, maybe Now, obviously, the the question for Archita is: How did you find the motivation to pursue your job, such efforts when you felt like it was too much? Look, Imtiaz, I think one of the thing that Archita did was she listened to our three PM broadcast every day. That's what really helped her. Okay. Now, I'll just read. I'll just read Archita's mind. You know, this is what she was going to say because we prepped her to say this. Okay, I prepped her. Then, Archita, please make sure that you do that. But Archita, please answer. Answer this question because I think it is. It is. You know, I think on on a very serious note, you know, job search even before COVID happened. It's a. It's not a great experience. It is. It is a very, you know. Sometimes it it just it just you know pulls you down and he, like literally you, you know you don't know what else to do and COVID nineteen times is is extra extra challenging. You know, I was listening to Caroline. Um, You know, Cheetha, I was listening to the uh, one National Skills Commission and their webinar. And they said that um, there were around half a million unemployed before COVID. Now there are half a million more. Um, Now, these things are, you know, I just, you know, as we have said on numerous occasions, these are absolutely mind-numbing numbers. And and the experience of job seekers, we can't even explain that into words. so give us a picture of that what really kind of kept you moving apart from obviously you've got your tremendous support from your family you know who, who mm-hmm. really pulled you back and gave that hope what are the things that you did where you draw inspiration and energy from
2: um, on this I would say two things one is talking to people who have been through this journey and who are going through this journey because Uh, you would notice that you're not alone and uh, uh, I have come across people who've struggled for so long and eventually they have succeeded Uh, you know so uh, being patient and listening you know drive uh, driving patients through their story was number one and also sharing my own uh, journey on LinkedIn You know, people would comment on my posts and people would approach and send me DMs and uh, offer their help in some way or the other. So uh, those two things really helped me keep my motivation up. Um, And there's always positive and negative in a situation. It depends on us on what to focus on. So I wanted to just focus on those reasonable amount of opportunities that were still there um, on Seek and LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, that gets me going. Yeah. Did
0: you, um, reach out to people that you didn't know on LinkedIn? Did you do a lot of that kind of
2: networking? Um, I I believe that was the only option, you know, sitting at home, doing it virtually. Um, so I approached a lot of people like that. Um, and I did it in a way that didn't feel abrupt i would before approaching them i would study their profiles like bible because i would study you know uh, where they've worked and even if uh, there's a gap in between their two jobs uh, i would try to find out what was the reason what are they passionate about i would read up their posts uh, and that i would prepare a few questions before approaching them and um, mm-hmm. make it a uh, personalized note um, so that's how I approach people. And a lot of people agree to have a virtual coffee catch up with me.
0: That's fantastic. And how many, I think this would be really useful for people to know. Cause I work with people to do that approach and I know a lot of people really struggle with reaching out to people that they don't know and, you know, seeking out advice. What kind of success rate did you get? Did, was it 50%?
2: 60, 10%? Um, yeah, less than 50%. <laughs> because so that's, have, that's, that's not bad that's yeah, that's not bad uh because yeah. you never know what the other person is going through you know they're mm. professionals and they might be really busy not it's not always that they're mean or they really don't want to help it's just that mm. everyone is working professionals and uh some people who could uh, you know take out some time uh, uh came back to me
0: i think i mean it's a funny thing because um i think a 50 percent strike rate or around that is actually pretty good and for people that are reaching out to people that they don't know that's useful to know because you can beat yourself up and think that nobody's going to reply to you but if you know or roughly about half will then if you don't get that you might need to modify something like who you're targeting or how you're approaching and if you get more than that you're doing really well so um yeah it's a great great sort of benchmark to to work off
2: yeah and uh, i would say one should not take rejection personally i have done that it's not nice um, so not taking that personally and also doing your own work doing your own research before approaching uh, can actually increase your chances of getting a reply back yeah
1: well, I've tried that. I tried to use that philosophy that don't take rejections personally on my son and that didn't go out really well uh, you know honestly but coming to this question around networking you know so what what did you ask them you know what did you really ask them and and how many people agreed to, to come and have a chat not reply just but how many people agreed to have a chat with you and how did you manage their logistics? And what kind of questions did you prepare? How did you prepare yourself? And were they sort of primarily from the vocation that you want to get into or they were just more broader in your approach?
2: Um, I would just, um, okay, so there are two approaches to it. I would look at people who are appearing in my LinkedIn news feed um and if they seem interesting to me and if they belong to my industry i would uh, read up their profiles i would read up their posts and there's always some character to people's profile it's important to you know pick that up and uh, make your message interesting that could you know that could hook them up to reply back to you once that and the other way is Uh, For example, I got to know about this particular gentleman uh, on CPA's website. I was listening to his podcast and there was something about him. He was very authentic in his speech. Uh, So I just looked him up uh, online on LinkedIn. Um, And I also got to know that he has advertised a graduate account control in his own company. And he hasn't had advertised that on any other website, even on Seek. Um, So you also come across such opportunities um, through being relevant. So those were the two approaches that i took up to uh, finding people um and not just from my industry but people uh, from people belonging to other industries um people who have just certain uh character uh, and that's very interesting uh, and i thought you know using my own rationale i thought they could really help me with something so i approached them
0: Wow. It's a funny thing, um, you know, just going back to sending out emails or contacts and the rejection.
1: One of my clients
0: um, the other day sent an email to a partner at KPMG and didn't get a reply. So we went and followed up and he got an interview with that guy. And so, you know, even that act of just pushing the email back up to the the top of the um, email list um, prompted a call. So um, if you're worried about rejection, it's all, also worthwhile just having one other little go to see whether you can get somebody's attention as well, because there's, there's a story that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't done that. So I love the fact that you've reached out. I think it's a, a, a great approach t- to take, um, because you get such richness of um, information. Um, yeah. from... So did you meet you, so you met with people over Zoom, is that how you connected with people or did you call them right.
2: or? so um i just uh, kept my options open i would uh, you know pass the ball in their court i would uh, give them the option of zoom a phone call or a, a microsoft team meetings anything that yeah. they are comfortable with uh, yeah. because their time is precious we are the ones who are seeking advice uh, so i would always ask them fantastic
1: there is such a great way to uh, to talk to think about that because I think I think people you uh, know our experience mine and Caroline's experience is and also this is evidenced by many many people who get jobs through networking is that if you if you respect the time if you consider that they they are giving a gift of their knowledge I think people open up their heart to other people if they feel that there is there's some genuineness around it you know. Mm-hmm. At the, at the bottom of it, we all know, you know, they all know that you, know, you are here because you are looking for work, but despite knowing that you, you know, you, you still, you know, wrap around those questions and you still wrap around that communication, not from a, from a. From a point of view of a position that because I'm an international student or because I'm, I've lost my job and somebody needs to help me, I think people literally push back and that's really something that uh, you know that that people can take on from that. So now tell us about the job that you got. Obviously, how many rounds of interview you had, and one of the other question, Imtiaz, you know, don't don't just talk about. Caroline asking great questions. I want you to listen to to my questions also, otherwise I'll block your number. One of the things that I want to sort of ask you is that uh, the question around the experience question, right? You know, local experience is probably uh, the the most frequently asked question in Australia after, I don't know, why everyone likes uh, Vegemite. So second most question asked is, You know the local experience or the experience question tell us if you if you came across with this in this interview or the other ones how did you encounter those questions
2: um first of all i would like to address that uh, the interview was not just about my experience in the accounting industry it also included questions from my experience uh, in casual roles and volunteering, um, so that's really important uh, to note because very early on, uh, as I started my uh, degree, I understood that job market in Australia is very skill based. So no matter what job you do, uh, you pick up some skills and you can actually use that to getting your next best opportunity. Um, and in my interview, uh, I was asked questions like would you be able to handle uh, clients face to face? And my answer was definitely because, you know, I've done a lot of uh, casual customer service representative roles in my university where I handled, you know, people from 50 in numbers of 50 to 150. And that experience came from my casual role rather than my internship, you know, um, and the other question was, how was my, uh, experience doing a degree in Australia? Um, so the answer here was a bit technical, you know, in terms of my studies. And I would, I, I just answered that, uh, it was all right because I was pursuing the same kind of education back in India, but the real adjustment was the education system, because it's, because it's so different, uh, back in India and here in Australia. So it, it, you know, these interviews are a mix of uh, everything. You never know uh, what can help you where. So it's always best to give in, uh, you know, how you 100% that every job that you do. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's interesting, because I think, you know, because you, your roles in Cobram and, and um, the fit in those places is really important because it's not a, a big place. So mm. I wonder whether they're curious about, you know who you are as a person and how you're going to adjust and just getting to know you better as well. So, was your interview over
2: Zoom? Uh, it was over Microsoft Teams. Okay. And yeah. um, did that, how did that feel? Um, I think I was uh, okay with it because I did my last semester online. Um, sure. And I was able to get a hang of it. And I was able to build good rapport with my teachers in my last semester. So I was prepared for it and uh, I believe uh, it saves a lot of time doing it, in, you know, virtually. <laughs> so it was all right, yeah. Fantastic.
1: Excellent. If you've got questions, uh, you know, to us, please throw it in, uh, you know, your questions and we will we will answer them for you as well while we are also, you know, asking Orchita the difficult question or dissecting <laughs> her success as well. Uh, so please throw in questions, uh, you know, to us as well um you know uh, secondly uh, archita is around the, the resume right um, now did you did you get any professional help did you do it just you know by yourself or you know how did you how did you pick up the important bits and pieces about resume
2: um so as i was telling you that i talked to a lot of people uh when i started my job search my resume was not good and I can clearly admit that uh, my resume was long, my cover letter was long, um, and it needed a lot of improvement. But as I started talking to a lot of people who've been through that process, you know, those little golden nuggets—I picked them out, and um, I changed my resume uh, 360 degrees. Um, and uh, you know, advice is like focusing on the things that you've done the best in your resume will help you shine out. And a lot of times people do not understand how to do that. So even if even if somebody needs professional help, help that's all right. Um, you know, if somebody can uh, short, uh, shorten your process of finding a job, that's all right. And mentors come in various shapes and forms. You could either pay for them or you could just talk to seniors or you could talk to people in the industry. It really depends on what's your approach. So I definitely change it a lot of times. And I focus more on my uh, skills that were the best, my academic grades that were the best, uh, my internships, and uh, uh, quantifying the results that I um, uh, got during those internships. So these little things I picked out from a lot of people's advice.
1: excellent that's very good mts says would love more success stories they should bring them on yes that's i think we will probably have one more coming up not next week but the following week uh you know as well and if you know somebody who got a job you know in these times and if you think that they would be great uh, you know to connect with us and we would definitely love to love to have a chat with them because you know the more the more the different approaches that we can learn about how people are really finding a way around networking directly approaching employers or just through applying through online jobs or either or we would love to you know hear from them if you know somebody who's got a job with recently you know please ask them to get in touch with us or send me and caroline their details and we will make sure that we will target our emails to them <laughs> all right so, so
0: a question from nav navjot yeah. said if a recruiter asks how your job search how is your job search going what does it mean what do you reckon nash Oh actually go for it Achita.
2: you are oh, just okay. I, go ahead. I thought uh, you were uh, posing the question to me how is your job search going i mean you could tell them how it is going actually just uh, you know is it going good what are your struggles you could just share how things are going and they could really advise you on what should you do on your strategy just be honest be authentic hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's a funny question because um, I guess sometimes it's a bit of an icebreaker question. Sometimes recruiters are asking that because they want to know how far along you might be if you're getting other offers as well So and where their offer might stand in, in relation to that. Um, sometimes there's a bit of, oh, if you've had hundreds of interviews and you're not getting a job, it's kind of assessing, you know, who you are as well. But I would just take it like I love what you said there, Achita, of just you know, being authentic around, you know, how it's going. So if you're at a graduate level, you're expected to be out there and, and looking for jobs and, you know, um, being proactive and assessing your fish and that type of thing. But I'd, I'd also, with that question, you're in the driver's seat, you, you're, you, you're presenting some value to the table. So there's nothing wrong with saying or positioning yourself as somebody who's really looking for the right match for yourself as well, um, because that gives some of some of the power back to you in that scenario so keep in mind that if you're asked those sorts of questions on the job hunt
1: absolutely i think i think that there's both of you are absolutely right sometimes recruiters also ask that us to, just to you know gauge how things are traveling with you mm-hmm. and especially right now Nojad, if i can ask you i think i think we we have all seen that there is a truckload of empathy available right now people are more sensitive to how other people are traveling, you know, right now. So I think that most likely how, you know, the question comes from would be, would come from a from a place of concern or place of curiosity rather than finding out anything on you about your job search process. The only thing that I suggest, you know, my suggestion is to not give them, even, even though, you know, you know, the job search isn't going so great for you and you're not getting anywhere with it, Please avoid avoid putting in too much of of that out there to, to them because you know because tr- you know traditionally you know recruiters or anybody else would would just find it difficult to handle that emotion because i don't know if you say that look i've got uh, you know only thousand dollar left in my account and i if i don't get a job i'll be doing x y and Z for me i don't know how to handle that then because then it's a, it's also moral responsibility for me. It comes that maybe I should do something, for me, right? And then I might I might regret that. Why did I ask that question? So I think I think you have to be you have to be very careful in answering that question. I'm all for you being genuine about it, but don't you don't need to really tell them everything about that too, because you don't know what. You know what's the you know what's their rationale in asking that question so now we got one more question uh you know uh Archita, you are the star for the show so that's really good so next time next friday if you want to join us please feel free to let us know um how did she <laughs> How did she tackle salary expectation question? And did you ask for more, less, or gave a rough figure? So did it come about? Because that's that's another very tricky thing, you know, especially as a graduate, because a you don't want to lose the job, and b you don't want to work, you know, also for something that you will regret. Also, so you've got to find that balance. So tell us how, you know, what was your what were your, did you do some research for salary expectations before?
2: Yeah. I, I pretty much ask everything from my seniors i would say um so um, with with regards to salary expectation the, the number one thing is to never never talk about it yourself on the first go in your interview never ask about it they will come to that once they' like you so that's the that's the point when you can actually even if you need to negotiate you can uh, but keeping in mind, what is uh, you know what is the job market that usually offers? So I talked to my seniors and they said for graduate roles, you know, you should expect somewhere between fifty to fifty five k. So I kept that in my mind, and um, if somebody asked me what are my salary expectations, I would always quote that range, you know, not giving any specific number, not anything less or more. Um, so that's one, um, and then also. You have to understand that everyone's struggling right now uh, there are more number of job seekers than job providers so that number gets adjusted somewhere or the other so those are the, uh, those are my two uh, you know tips on uh, salary expectation
0: so generally they would bring that up at some point in the interview um yes. yeah yeah it's an interesting thing isn't it because if you if that's the first question you ask when you're picking up the phone then that's what they think that you're focused on and you don't get the opportunity to, I mean, you're probably applying for jobs in that range. just speaking generally now, but you don't get the, if that's your first question, it can often be your last question and you don't get the opportunity to negotiate. Um, Mm -hmm. That's your number one criteria, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, and
2: especially, um, sorry, uh, especially for graduates, I think uh, we should be more focused on learning because people are going to invest in you. Um, you know, uh, theoretical based learning is very different from practical. They're going to mm-hmm. invest in you, so um, focus should be more on learning than the salary. Of course, not stooping too low is all, also a point, uh, but that should be reasonable within the
1: absolutely if you got more questions for me carolina or archita please drop it in we don't have a lot of uh, you know time before we open up uh, i don't know we, i i have my chai and whatever the other people have their drinks it's not a long to go uh, but please drop in your questions uh, and also we also like to take this opportunity to ask you if you want us to tackle a particular subject as well you know we have we have tackled i think in 126 episodes we've tackled a lot but if you want us to talk about anything specific uh except selection criteria by the way that is already <laughs> set in stone that's coming up don't worry about that, selection to that, coming criteria up for that because, so because we have to, to prepare ready? we have to prepare mentally also right for for selection criteria i'm going to probably have you know my gp next to me because if i if i have got you know you know talking about it my blood pressure shoots up or something but uh but if you got anything else that you want us to um you know us to talk about uh please uh, drop it in please send us a message and we would love to find an expert, uh, you know, who can provide, uh, you know, you know, insights in that and really help you, you know, propel through this uh, difficult time. Please, uh, you know, let us know as well. Uh, tips for prepared. managing job search. Tips for prepared. managing job search. Yeah, yes, Katie. Sorry,
0: I was just going to say that actually, going back to the selection criteria, um, what I found is in the marketplace is it's actually a really tough job to do. So it's a tough job for individuals, but it's a tough job for people who are actually writing them professionally. Um, so it has actually taken us a while to find somebody good to bring on the show and she is actually in demand. So, um, you know, unlike other people, you know, we've been able to get people on relatively quickly. So we wanted to bring you somebody who's actually really good for that. So if you're struggling to write it, um, there's a reason for that. They're not easy to write basically. So. Um Inti, as I said, tips for managing job search in general? Or oh, is that something you'd like us to bring on, I'm assuming?
1: Sure. But but you know, Achita, tell us, you know, apart from what we have discussed so far, anything else that you want, you know, you, you know, you want to share, you know, things and what people should be, you know, should be doing right now. Tell us anything else that that we haven't discussed so far.
2: Um if i have to put uh, you know my learnings in like three to four points i would say first choosing your focus what kind of jobs are you gonna apply and just uh, be on it and also uh, don't ignore um, you know to revisit your strategy once in a while so that's one i kept on focusing on the, uh, you know finding a job for graduate accountant number two also having a linkedin presence because a lot of recruiters do approach you uh some also approach you and ghost you but do not focus on that so that's two uh three uh even if the times are hard keep uh, keep yourself relevant read uh listen to podcasts because those are also the things where you can also find out about good opportunities you know um and talking to a lot of people i think that's that's the best kind of learning that I have experienced. Um, and number four would be to just hang in there. It's a difficult game. I would not uh, you know, deny that. It is difficult, but it's equally important to be optimistic, as you guys say. Um, and you never know when your dart hits the target, you know, but you're playing this game in darts. So just keep going. So these are the four tips that can actually uh, get you going for your job search and keep you organized. Did yeah, you find that you were it. ghosted a lot, Archita, with, with recruiters? Um, I think I got ghosted twice on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, yeah. And other kind of ghosting was when I would just apply to a job, um, you know, the jobs advertised like an hour ago and I would apply for it. And immediately within seconds, I would Get email replies, automated uh, replies saying we have received a lot of applications, and uh, you know we we will only contact you uh, if you're successful. So that's also sort of you know uh, a bit of a disappointment. Um, but yeah, just ignore mm-hmm. it and move. Yeah,
1: it happens it. All um, right, now, you know, Gina, Can you tell us also? You know, I I need to put this in this too. Uh, so that our egos are inflated but tell us about the uh you know how did career care package you you listened to some of these episodes what did you as a, as a consumer of that what are some of the things that you learned uh or or where you have probably validated your your ideas and everything
2: right um so i remember this particular um episode where jacob share was on your show and that was the first time I was listening uh, to that show. Um, and he was telling how you know he's, he also struggled for a while in his job search and he started blogging about it and he met a lot of people through it and eventually he landed a job. Um, so I went up to his blog post and I read about it. So that also sort of gave me a ray of hope. And he has shared a lot of strategies on his website. So that was number one point of contact. And then you guys bring a lot of recruiters. So it's also good to know the other side, you know, we are applying, what are the recruiters thinking about us? What are their expectations? So having, uh, you know, to know what their expectations are, we can change our strategy, we can change our resume, which can also shorten up our process. Uh, So these were the two ways I benefited from Career Care Package i'm sure Jacob would be really
0: delighted to know right yeah. he's you know, a very generous guy with his knowledge as well so i'll drop him a yeah. little line to say thank you for that so yeah,
1: yeah. excellent now Nav- Navid is asking about the once the COVID 19 situation settle down will the job market uh, in australia be back to normal look it's, it's a question i think which is probably on the on the minds of even politicians too i think we are we are probably not private to some of the information that they have here are a couple of things that i can say if you look at the global financial crisis you know it took probably 5 7 years for it to really economy to really come back to that amount of job generation it it did not happen overnight and it won't happen overnight too now this this time things are probably far more challenging than than this because it's just not Australia all over the globe uh, you know things are are uh, you know in a dreadful situation just not Australia global financial crisis China was pretty healthy at that time and we continued to do trades with them this year this is also deeply impacted by that Secondly is that, you know, is, is that this physical, uh, you know, the, the limitations as well, you know, poses another greater challenge, you know, at least in global financial care, you can open up the shop and you can still get those three moving in here. You are not able to do that as well. So I would, I would rather, you know, be very, very realistic about it. I'm not at all now or for anyone asking you to drop your balls and say, you know what, nothing's gonna happen. No, it it that's not the point. The point is to absolutely be clear that things will be difficult. It's like it's like you go to climb a mountain. You gotta be ready with every possible you know challenges. It's not that you know it won't it would be easy. You prepare it like that. And that is how I want I want every one of us to think about it. It's just not about now with you. I think this affects me and Caroline also because You know, when people do not have uh, you know enough, you know enough resources to invest in their career, it also affects me and Caroline too. So we are not kind of in a in a different um, you know you know you know situation as you, uh, you know, or someone else. But what I want you to focus on is the the only thing that you know that will help you out here. The few things that Archita shared, but be diligent about it. Be disciplined about finding a job you know i'm pretty sure that people will still break through you know in getting a job David. but you know keep listening to this because that's what we we want to do is to is to give you new and new perspective and you know create nuances so that you can you can hustle and, and propel through that David. that's what i will say caroline yeah
0: people are finding jobs I mean, it is taking longer for a lot of people, but my clients are getting interviews, um, doing similar process to what you did at in terms of um, networking and and putting themselves on the front foot. That's a really great strategy during this time. We've also, you know, it might be a time that you need to think about pivoting your career. And we have had people like Richard this week on, on the show talking about how he volunteered and changed his direction. That was out of, he absolutely needed to do that at that time. But um, the the insights that he shared about the relationships that he built, the rebuild of his self-esteem, um, you know, his ability to just have a go at different things in that time was, you know, great strategy in terms of um, making a career pivot. So have a listen to that. And then the other thing is that I really think as a job seeker in the work, you know, you have um, a responsibility as much as possible to think about the value that you can offer the employer, how you can make their life easier, how the skills that you have, actually are not just there for business as usual, but can actually help them you know, have some sort of breakthrough as an employer, as a manager, or as a leader. So those are the things that you want to be presenting about yourself, um, which in turn will help the economy. I think we've all got a role to play during this time. Um, and that you do, you know, you've got, you know, it might be that the, the organisations that you target as well, um, you know, startups or, you know, helping businesses accelerate and grow. So think about all of those things um, and think about yourself as being in control during this time, not just sort of passively applying and um, that type of thing. So, um, but definitely look, listen to Richard's um, session on Wednesday because it was really insightful if you're looking to pivot.
1: Excellent. All right, that brings us to the end of of uh, today's uh, zero hour in you know, the the People's Parliament. Uh, so thank you again, Archita. Thank you for spending time, and more importantly, thank you for being generous in in sharing the insights. Also, so wish you we wish you all the very best in your new role, and we wish that you continue to prosper and grow.
2: You're most welcome, and I had a lovely time. Thank you
1: and good
0: luck and come back on at some point and tell us how you're going because i think yeah. that, um you know it's a completely different job small country town um it'll be really interesting to see what it's like life is there for you um you know after getting the job
2: 100 percent. i would keep it, it. all right
1: KB. Do you want to do the the honours of telling people what to do? Oh, yes, so I'm always telling people
0: it? don't forget to follow the hashtag Care package. Please subscribe if you're listening to this on uh, Facebook, on um, YouTube, or give us a thumbs up. And uh, really looking forward to seeing you all next week. On Monday, we've got Alan Gashenby and um it is friday so i've forgotten who else is coming
1: up that's fine i'll do the honors so yes uh you know on Monday, next week we are going alan get you know meeting alan getting be get alan was the first guest on our show when we started and today at that time we spoke about uncertainty and this time we are talking about life design it's a very interesting concept things that i'm learning in my graduate my post graduation as well about About thinking you know designing life rather than you know you know designing life and career it's a very fascinating discussion that we are going to have on monday tuesday is a success story another like archita this time we are going to it and especially in melbourne so somebody who's cracked the job in it at a very senior role in it so we are going to talk to willem and on Wednesday, we are going to talk about uh, movement in career, movement around job search. There's a, another nuances on job search as well. So have a great weekend, everyone. If you are in Melbourne or Victoria, please mask up. If you are anywhere else, please look after yourself and your family members. And we will see you back again on Monday. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, Please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.